What is up, podcast fam? I am so excited for you to hear today's show. I really think you're going to get a lot of value. You're going to be able to cultivate more self-awareness, more consciousness to help you elevate your game to the next level because you were born for greatness. You weren't designed to be mediocre. You are here for a reason and it's time to tap in to that potential. And I don't want you to just listen to the show today. I want you to see what areas of life you can take action on to really elevate your game because like I said, you're here for a reason and we need you at peak performance. And a lot of you have reached out in regards to coaching with me, and I am finally opening up the doors to my new 12-week transformation program where I'll be working one-on-one with you to take your energy levels, your heart health, your mental cognition to the next level. So if you're interested in learning more about this program and taking your health to the next level, make sure to visit www.thrivewithjeremy.com. I can't wait to see you there and let's dive in to today's show. What is up everybody? Welcome back to the Stand Up To Sitting Podcast. I am your host and Chief Energy Officer, Jeremy Abramson. And ladies and gentlemen, I am so excited, so stoked for the show today with Naya Rappaport. And Naya is an international yoga teacher, professional photographer, aloe yoga ambassador, and forever a student of this game called life. And when she's not on the mat, you can find her cultivating community, cleaning beaches and bikinis, and dancing to reggaeton. Yes, yes, yes. Naya, welcome. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me here, Jeremy. Such a pleasure. Yes. And we've been trying to make this happen. I feel super grateful for connecting with you. I first met Ashley a couple months ago, and then you guys are best friends. So naturally, we connected. We collabed on that beach cleanup last month. Yes, I feel like Ashley was definitely the push for us to truly, truly connect because that beach cleanup was amazing, right? That was incredible. The vibes were super high and you facilitated a meditation. Yes. That was really powerful. Oh, that was so nice. It felt great with the beach and everyone that was just there. That collective energy was purely bliss. Yeah. (laughs) And you are so known right? For yoga, the asana, the movement portion of the practice. Yes. And I think so many people, that's what they think of when they, when they hear yoga and they don't necessarily think of all eight limbs. And I'm just curious because I think it's worth diving deep into, you know, meditation is one of those, right? Yes. Yes. Can you kind of go into some of those limbs and the importance of them in your life? Okay, yeah, for sure. And I'll track back onto when people do see what I could do via social media or whether it's in a class. I like to do inversions and do my arm balances and all these things that to another person's eye, they're like, whoa, what is this? Mm. And it could spark their interest to continue the yoga practice to maybe get there. But my true uh, motivation to 
these asanas and I hope for them to see is that once you start practicing and dedicate yourself to that practice, things just begin to unveil. And that's what happened to me. I started for the purely the physical aspect of yoga. And I wasn't really aware of the eight limbs and everything else that yoga truly is. And going back to the eight limbs now, um, for me, the yamas and niyamas are like guidelines. And they help me to gain track and go back onto my path when I feel off balanced. Mm. And it's like my north star. I go back to the limbs and um, I just pursue that. But a limb that I truly love is the first one. And it's literally the most known possibly is the yamas. And under the yamas is the first one, ahimsa. And it's non-harm. And I have really, I dove into this for like weeks uh, because we can harm ourselves in so many ways, Mm. not just other people. It's more about the dialogue that you have with yourself. And if you're harming yourself internally constantly every single day, that's the dialogue, then imagine how you're going to treat those around you, how you're going to treat you know, your environment and all these things. So, And then, oh my gosh, I could keep going on about the limbs, but... Yeah, no, I love that. And we'll touch upon <laughs> them. I think that's so interesting that you bring that up because self-talk... And this internal dialogue that you're speaking about, I think sometimes we fail to recognize that as humans, we have over 60,000 thoughts per day. And so often those thoughts are limiting beliefs. They're um, survival emotions, things like scarcity, resentment, anger, frustration. So I'm just curious to know, are those things, are those thoughts things that you kind of experienced and this practice helped you grow through? I think we all experience the negative thoughts, the positive thoughts. Now that I think, I was taught this, that we do experience the negative thoughts and not the thoughts exactly, it's what we put onto those thoughts. So, Mm. excuse me, let me backtrack. It's the negative mind, the positive mind, and then where you want to go is the neutral mind, that you see both sides to it, and now where's the balance, where's the neutral? And for a long time, and I still am this way, which I am working on it, I'm more on the negative side because I have more of a fight or flight. What's going to harm me? Can I trust this person? Can I trust this situation? And so forth. I don't want to get burned. And I'm like, I have to, now that I'm conscious about it, I go to the positive, what can be the good side? And there's a negative that goes to the overly positive as well. So that's where the neutral mind comes in, being realistic and seeing how it could, does it align with your morals? Does it align with your purpose in life? That's the neutral mind. Yeah, and I think so often these stories, these experiences from our childhood, from our teenage years, shape that human experience. Negative. Yeah, <laughs> That's my negative mind. Exactly. And, and I, love that you, I love that you bring up neutral because if we can actually have that mindset that this is neither good or bad. Like I got fired from my job, my dream job at 24 and I found out my girlfriend at the time was cheating on me. At the time, of course, I'm like, why is the world just collapsing on me? But if those two events didn't happen... I wouldn't be in Miami. I wouldn't be in this podcast studio. I wouldn't be sharing my gifts with the world the way I am. And 
when we're able to have that 2020 hindsight in present moment, mm -hmm. understanding like, hey, this is actually some in some weird way it's happening for me. Yeah. I don't know how exactly, but I'm just going to trust and and surrender this experience and know that it's part of my story. So I'm wondering for you, were there any moments that you can think of in your earlier life like that shaped your thoughts and sh shaped your ways of being that you had these negative thoughts? Um, I feel like growing up, you just have um, a wide variety of experiences that it's just part of growing up. And as you grow older, you could decide to, you know, take your past experiences and don't not let go, not detach yourself from them and always be like very conservative mm. and not wanting to go through them again. But in my case, I just had to reopen everything that happened, reevaluate and understand that I can't put myself as a victim. I created all my situations. So from there, I um, did a lot of reading, a lot of meditation, a lot of yoga, and realized that I have so much power with what goes next in my life. And it's really important to just pay attention to that and breathe. <laughs> yes. And that you're literally like transitioning this conversation in such a beautiful way. Because also when we get in that victim mentality, like there is something about the victim role that serves us. Yeah, I, it happened to me. Like it feels, feels like it's, it wasn't me that did it. it. It was someone that wanted to do it to me or like I didn't have control over it and that was it. But all those things that I did led up to that situation. Yeah. And, but and it when feels better to just say, you know, oh, boo-hoo. Yeah. Sorry. But. And I love that. And you... You are taking ownership of every aspect of your life, whether it's your yoga practice, your business, your photography, right? And with this new venture that you have going on, like I know you're going to take ownership of that as well. I want to hear because you're doing so many things, right? You're doing yoga, photography, retreat, downward dog with dogs, <laughs> down dog with dogs. Like you have so many amazing projects going on. And I'm wondering in terms of like taking ownership and managing all of those things, what is something that has really helped you? Is it a specific limb of yoga, a specific breath practice or what? Daily meditation has helped me tremendously because um, when I wake up and it's completely normal to wake up and have thoughts bombard your mind with everything that you have to do that day, mm. but it's pretty scattered. So meditation, I take from three minutes to 11 minutes to 37 minutes aside to just sit down, breathe. And it depends on the meditation that I want to practice for 40 days or every time it's different. But most importantly is that I'm meditating. After I meditate, I get to have just a few moments of peace where I could prioritize every the most important thing. What needs to get done today? Mm -hmm. Literally. So it's just time management. What needs to get done? Everything else, put it aside. And that is what has worked for me thus far. You're purifying your priorities. Yeah. First thing in the morning. Yeah. 
And I love that you're also very not dogmatic about your meditation because I think a lot of times people are like, man, last night, I just yesterday, I just had such a shitty meditation. My thoughts were everywhere. I was constantly getting distracted. But what I learned with Joe Dispenza two weekends ago is he really stressed this, like there's no such thing as a bad meditation. So true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. yeah. Because things will come up and those are just areas of life that maybe you need to lean into more. Maybe you need more love there. Um, maybe it's something you've been running away from, your shadow. Mm-hmm. And, and I think for me, like stillness has always been a challenge. So when I hear someone like you say, yo, sometimes it's three minutes, sometimes it's 11, sometimes it's 37. I think that makes it so much more inclusive and not intimidating for people who want to just get started. Yes, and I started with three minutes, and three minutes was challenging at the time. And mm. I don't, I don't shy away from three minutes. I think doing it is doing it, and that's all you need to practice. Yeah, just get on your mat, sit down, pillow, whatever you choose, and try to just tune in and focus on the quality of your breathing. And that helps a lot with clarity. Yeah, and I think we were talking about this earlier, you know, doing that first thing in the morning, really taking that time for yourself and understanding your thoughts and coming to peace with those thoughts, purifying your priorities, rather than checking your notifications, having that fight or flight, that cortisol spike, First thing in the morning. I still check out my notifications or like any phone calls. Is that but then first I just thing? Put it out. Um, yes, first thing. Yeah, I yeah. do. Just to make sure like, I, I think my, my biggest fear actually is to wake up one day and miss a class that I have to teach or like be late to something and I'm just like scattered. So I just check it out. I'm like, okay, everything's kosher. Nothing happened. And my family's fine. Okay, put it down and then I'll just go. But it's just something that I do. Yeah. Maybe in the future I could stop doing that because that mm. would be amazingly beneficial. But as of not right now, that's where I'm at in life. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, there's so many people that are counting on you and so many people that rely on your daily messages. And that might be the highlight of their day. And so I think it's amazing that you don't take that lightly you know, and, and you really value each human. And like, that's something that when I, when I actually spoke to a couple people close to you, I was like, what's something about Naya that I should know? And they're like, they both said the same thing. Like literally she is always looking to give and support us without us even asking. And it's like, you take the initiative ownership coming back to ownership. Like you're taking control of your communication of your friends in leading with love. Yeah, I think that's what we all want. And that's why I do it so often. And I love it, truly. And I do it without expectation. Like, I just don't want anything from anyone. I just want to support those who I'm just really in line with. If it really resonates with me and it makes me happy and it moves me, I will definitely support you. And I support you. I support all my loved ones and friends and family for sure. Yeah. Is that something that was instilled at an early age? Because I knew you, I know you grew up in the DR, right? Dominican Republic. Yes. And I know a lot of Latin families, like that's a big thing. Like culture and family and cohesiveness is huge. Was that the case with you? There is a lot of division in my family because of religion, Mm. but 
for my immediate family, I think um, support has always been there, especially from my grandmother and just my family in general, everyone. And they've always have held my hand for so many things, which is nice. But I think right now I'm learning to do things by myself and, um, and embracing it. I like it. I like to walk alone many times. Yeah. And that it actually caught me off guard when I listened to one of your previous interviews, one of your previous conversations that you consider yourself an introvert. Yes. <laughs> and what's funny about that is I think we all have a little bit of each inside mm-hmm. of us. And oftentimes we like to be very black and white with titles. Like yeah. I'm an extrovert, you're an introvert. But when it comes down to it, I think you need a little bit of both, right? Like you need to be able to have that introspection that we talked about, but also not shy away from human connection. And one of the things that I think another thing that separates you is you are always giving back to the community and you're always cultivating different events and opportunities for humans to connect. Talk about the importance of human connection in your life. Whoa, it takes a village for sure. Mm. (laughs) Human connection is incredible. We wouldn't survive without it. It's very meaningful to me that I create these activities and these social gatherings that have essential oil education, that have beach cleanup, that give back to Mother Earth, that help us become more intimate with each other, even though we just met. It's important to me to do that because I'm so blessed in my life and I've had these things and there's, they mean so much to me that I want to give it to someone else that doesn't have that. I want to give it to people that don't have the support. And it's really invigorating. It's inspiring to be in this, um, when you go to those events, in that situation, in that space of uplifting others. It's a whole different energy whole different vibe and you know that <laughs> yes and I and and that is something that I think sometimes get lost is just like literally a hug eye contact these things go such a far away just for people to know hey you're not alone like you got support like you said and support's been a big part of your life it takes a village and I'm just curious to know like if you could I mean looking back 28 years, right? Yeah. 28 years. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, that's, yes. that's me. <laughs> I want to, because I know you first started yoga at, or you first tried at nine years old, which is pretty wild. Yes. I have like I an image of you like doing these 26 poses. I did half of the series because the 26 was too much. So they would uh, allow me into the uh, Bikram Hot 26 uh, studio and I would do the floor series. So that's how I started. And it was just half because it's too much. And then when I was older, then I could do the 26. But um, still being in there. And um, I remember having the support of the teacher because I was the youngest one there. Everyone was always like in awe and just having that innocent energy in there. I guess it brought another feel and experience to the class. And you're still bringing (laughs) that childlike curiosity and energy to everywhere you go, which is incredible. We need more of that. Right. Yay. <laughs> um, so was that was that experience in the Dominican Republic or here? It was here at DR. Just started to have open yoga studios. It's mm. actually not 
fully accepted yet because they're very religious. Uh, mm. Dominican Republic is the only country that has on their flag uh, uh, the Bible. So yoga is not seemed as welcoming, even though they just started to open a few studios and people are starting to practice, which is awesome because yoga is not religious. And, um, and there's a lot of benefits for sure in the physical and mental aspect. But again, very religious, not sure. It could be devil's work, whatever it may be, you know, opening your mind for anything it's to come a cult. in. I yeah. don't. Yeah. What about I, I know you mentioned I know you mentioned there was some conflict, some controversy with religions. And I grew up Jewish, and I'm just curious to know, because you said the word kosher earlier, and I meant to bring it up then. <laughs> um, talk about like growing up, I mean, with these multiple different cultural backgrounds, but specifically being Jewish, like how did that shape you in some capacity? Um, Judaism was a choice. So mm. I, my mother is Catholic. So I'm like, my mother's side of the family, Catholic, and so forth. And then my father is Jewish. Growing up in both households and being exposed to these um, two religions, I then had to, the choice of my own to formulate which path do I want to go to. And there was a, for a very a short period of time where I, I wasn't anything. I just didn't want to do, I didn't want to be a part of any of these organized religions. And um, then as I practice yoga, I decided, I'm like, hmm, I really am leaning towards Judaism. So I went on that, that path, practicing, going to Shabbat and temple and going to the high holidays and all these things. So that's my path right now, so along wait. with yoga. So it's, it's a mix. It's a beautiful mix that works for my life. Got it. So you started yoga consistently every day in 2012. Is that right? Yes. And yeah. <laughs> that dis that conscious decision you made was it around the same time? Um, probably like a year, a little a year after 2013, okay. 2014. That was when I decided. I love that. Yeah. And you still are doing like Shabbat dinners now? Every so often, yeah, I cook okay. at home. I love to cook at home. Hala? Do you make your own hala? No, I don't make hala. No. Oh, Naya, let me, that I would be pretty I, dope. I know. I need to get a good recipe, yes. I try to make as much, as many plant-based meals as possible, so I'm going to check out all the recipes that I could transform and make them into plant-based and come over. Yes. <laughs> what if we had, like, a hala baking workshop, like, yes. gluten-free? Yeah, yeah, all the goodies. all the seeds, yeah. like, mmm. <laughs> Ooh, I'm getting excited. It's only two days away. Like um, right now. <laughs> so plant-based, I know that you're you you're not a shy eater from I'm from your words, right? <laughs> not a shy eater. <laughs> right? So I want to know a couple of the things that are your go-tos. Like I call these kind of like high vibration foods. Okay. Foods that really get you feeling energized and like lift your spirits. So like what are a couple go-tos for you? My go-tos may have you feeling sluggish. Right. So every body is different, but yeah. something that makes me feel pumped, and it may sound like what, <laughs> is rice and beans, uh, avocado, chickpeas, uh, lentils. I love lentils. Yum. Um, but again, I can live on rice. I can live on turmeric rice. The more spices, the better. Mm. I love to cook with herbs. So just blend it all up, and it's great for the body as well. And um, love avocado, especially when it's in season. Tomatoes, absolutely phenomenal. Broccoli, 
I love every, okay, I just love food. <laughs> yeah. And you and you you have have you always had like a pretty healthy relationship in terms of no, you and no, food? No. <laughs> like tell I, I want to know about that. No, Cuz no, I think no, no, for no, no, women, no. I think for women, sometimes it's such a different ball game because obviously there's so many there's so many misconceptions and 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 beliefs out there. So I'm just curious to know some of those experiences. Whoa. I used to live on McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell, Eh, yeah Kentucky Fried Chicken all the fast foods my favorite was McDonald's the chicken nuggets that's was that was like my jam growing up and the any sauce fries. with them yeah barbecue I love barbecue yes. still I love barbecue <laughs> but um see so I once I started to practice yoga and respect my body and understand that this is my vehicle. I need to keep it limber, strong for a long and healthy life. I want my graph, let's say if this is a graph, I want it to go from being born up, 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 nice and healthy, nice and healthy, nice and healthy, to my demise in the future one day, because we're all going to die, uh, day or two, well, done. Yeah, but keep on peaking is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, keep on peaking or yeah. just, you know, continuously just stay on a healthy route. What happens is you, uh, you are born, you go up, and then you live. And then there's a while that your health can go down all the way to your, that can last six months, a couple years. Unfortunately, it's just that that's one of the ways that it could happen, deterioration over time. So, and, and I think, I I think this is a really valuable lesson for listeners and viewers right now, because I consider you one of the most respected people in this space, right? Health and wellness, yoga, movement, mindfulness, and even you, I mean, this isn't that long ago. This is, I mean, it probably seems like a while ago, but like nine, eight or nine years ago, you're having fast food. You're, you don't have a yoga practice yet, probably filled with some limiting beliefs. So people listening, like it just takes small, consistent action and a simple habit, like a three minute meditation, right. Can really start cascading and building momentum in these other healthier habits. Yeah. And, And whether it's food, whether it's thoughts, all of these things impact our gene expression. What up, podcast fam? I just wanted to interrupt today's show really quickly to thank you again for tuning in to today's show. I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you're getting some knowledge bombs that you're going to implement into your life. And it would really mean the world to me if you took a few seconds to leave a review for the show. It makes such a huge difference in getting more exposure and getting more eyeballs and getting more ears on this message that is so powerful. Powerful. So it would really mean the world if you took that extra time to leave a review, share the show with a friend. And again, I really appreciate you. Thank you so much and enjoy the rest of the show. And basically what I think you're saying through all of these experiences is like, you're not your genes. Like you don't have to have this big tail spin down just because your grandpa did or your grandma had heart disease or your grandpa had Alzheimer's, like you're in control, take ownership of your health, of your wellness through food, through meditation, Yes, through all of it. I understand some, to some degree, genes do have a major part, but I think uh, just 
really acknowledging that, knowing that, okay, this runs in my family, what can I do to maybe um, help prevent that? Mm. Or, you know, just do some things that could help you have, a, you know, more longevity in your life. Um, yeah. And the fact that it's been eight years now where you've had this consistent practice, you got, you became a yoga yoga practitioner teacher in 2014 a couple years later yeah, right yeah a couple years later and then after doing my 200 I did my 300 and I'm currently undergoing my kundalini teacher training for 220 hours yeah and that's what I want to touch on because it would be so easy for you to be complacent and comfortable with all of the knowledge you've accumulated but you continue to seek out more the more I learn the more I'm curious so it's just like oh why stop here? No, 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 I can't. I, I just want to continue because the body just fascinates me. And I have some ideas to continue my education in the future. And um, I just have to find the time for, for to execute it. But as of right now, I just need to focus on graduating my Kundalini and see where it takes me from there. What's the biggest thing you've learned so far in Kundalini? Whew. I'm just completely mind blown every single weekend I go to Kundalini. Um, this past weekend, uh, we had someone very special come through and it was anatomy weekend and I learned so much about the body and about the Kundalini practice. It's the science of yoga. And when I first started practicing Kundalini, I'm like, okay, my shoulders are going to fall off. It's 11 minutes of just going this way or doing something. And I'm like, why are we doing this? I couldn't have m wrap my head around it. But at the end of practice, I'm just like, trust the yoga. It's worked for you thus far. You love it. You know you do. And you know that something magical is happening. So through this anatomy class, we understood what we are detoxifying, what is happening when you do these certain poses. Mm -hmm. And and it's really just balancing out your glandular glandular system, your endocrine system, and strengthening your nervous system by a series of movements. Mm. So that was mind-blowing for me because I just understood why we were doing anything with upper body, lungs, heart, and um, continued. But yeah, it was fun. It was really great. <laughs> and some resistance came up during that. I remember you were talking yeah. about it like it's so different from vinyasa or these other practices that it's like, like this is so far fetched. But then you were able to kind of understand like I signed up for this, like knowing it was vastly different. Yeah. Like I was like, we don't even say OM in here. Like we say ONG, which is O-N-G. And the reason for that is to vibrate the skull and the pituitary gland. And I was just like mind blown by that. I was like, oh, and strengthen the optic nerves when you do several like drishtis, intense focus of the gaze, like nose. This after a while, this was burning. I'm like, oh my gosh, how much longer do I have to stay looking at the tip of my nose? How long do you have to do that for? It depends on the meditation. It could be up to 11 minutes. Of just straight up like crossing your eyes? Crossing the eyes, looking at the tip of the nose. Wow, 11 minutes of that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just too... Or, no, the one that gets me is holding up my arms for 11 minutes. My shoulders, my deltoids, I'm always like, wow, you got to be strong to do this. Wow. And are people <laughs> like, are people like bowing out in the middle of this or is everyone getting through that? You know, if you, 
you need to listen to your body because if you feel a pinching sensation, electrifying, something going on that's like really hurtful, you shouldn't be like grimacing and just like being in pain. You should find it challenging, but it's challenging enough to know that you can get through this. And if you could get through that meditation of holding up your arms, you feel invincible afterwards. I'm just like, oof, nothing can mess with my day. So it's like this. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's several. There's the ego eradicator that we did in um, that cacao ceremony. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And what are, are there any other areas of your life that you're really taking a leap of faith and stepping out of your comfort zone? <sighs> I... Leap of faith and stepping out of my comfort zone. I am taking the leap of faith to open a space with my girlfriends, not knowing whatsoever what this is going to ring, what it, what's going to happen. We're just doing it out of the curiosity. No, out of the intent and the mission to create that space like we spoke about earlier, um, community and these healing and transformative workshops and gatherings that we could all be a part of. So that's my leap of faith for right now. My second leap of faith is, and this is the first time I'm going to say it, publicize it, is to, um, now I have to go with it. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the works of writing my own teacher training manual. So I'm going to go through that so I could, be lead teacher trainings. Amazing. Is that something that you've wanted to do for a while? I wanted to do for a while, but I didn't think that because I'm not old enough, people would take me as serious. <laughs> like, so I'm excited to do it and just trust myself, know that I have the knowledge and capabilities that to lead a teacher training of my own. Yes, you do. You're more than capable. And I want everyone, again, everyone who's listening right now, listening to Naya explain that feeling of like these limiting beliefs that are coming up. Like it's something she wanted to do, but all of these things are coming up. Like why, right? Like why I can't do this. I'm too young. I haven't learned enough. There's people that are smarter than yeah, me. Yeah, like not worthy. Like it's why you, why me? Exactly. <laughs> what, what do I have to offer? That's what kept coming up. And I'm like, no, wait, I have teacher trainings under my belt. I've assisted before I could do this. So it's just a matter of getting everything together, finalizing, crossing, crossing my T's, dotting my I's and just really pushing this through. Yes, that's amazing. And it's great because, again, you're going to be able to really put your own taste on this because you've gotten so many different experiences through your teacher trainings and through all of the practices you've led and facilitated. You kind of have an idea of what people need, what people want, what people desire. And I just, again, really want to call to action for people listening. Like if there's a business you've thought about starting or a relationship you've thought about starting or ending and you continue to sabotage yourself with why, like these reasons or the reasons it's not going to work, that is completely normal. That is resistance. And that's the universe telling you like, this is something you need to lean into and you need to confront that resistance head on with action. So I'm super excited. Thank you for giving us that sneak peek. <laughs> yeah, thank you for creating the space and making me comfortable enough to say it. <laughs> is there, I'm curious because I actually, I mean, I've 
been certified through different like movement protocols and practices, not yoga. I, I think I'm going to go to Bali in July with Jonah, yes. Jonah Kest. Yes. Um, I'm curious to know though, what, what things like what unique qualities are you planning on infusing in yours? Because just the short time knowing you, there's going to be something different about your yoga teacher trainings. Hmm. <laughs> so my yoga trainings, there will be a lot of asana, of course, but I really want to dive into proper alignment for the sake of not having the perfect pose, but for the sake of uh, having a healthy relationship and creating healthy habits on your mat to keep a safe practice mm -hmm. and to teach a safe practice to students. I want to create amazing teachers benevolent teachers, spectacular. Like I want them to supersede all my expectations and go out there to the world and share everything that they learned and more without holding anything back. Mm. And I want this teacher training to encompass a lot of things, a lot of things. So I'm going to have to somehow condense it and do something else. But yeah, well, here's <laughs> that's the my thing. idea for now. Right now, <laughs> by just saying this into the microphone, you're literally speaking this into existence. Yeah. I and am. you know the power yes. and weight of your words. <laughs> so simply by like actually thinking about the details yeah. and speaking about it, that is just going to help facilitate the process. And I really don't think anything is off limits. Like I think the possibilities for you are so endless and abundant. And I can't wait to see the teachers that churn out of your program. <laughs> it's going to be incredible because I think there's so many people, at least in my experience, who they teach yoga, but they don't really live that lifestyle off, off the mat. And whether it's just the way they treat people or what they put into their body. And I can genuinely say from top to bottom, like you embody that though, all of those traits. And that's what it, that's what it takes. If you're going to be someone who's leading on a massive scale, it's like, you need to embody everything that you're preaching. You need to be so consistent and so committed. And those are things that I just see radiating from you. Thank you so very much. Seriously. That means a lot from you. Yes. And it's great to hear because oftentimes I don't feel that way. <laughs> mm. But it's really, it's just reassuring. And um, I feel happy to hear that. So thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> what, why, why would you say you don't feel that way often? I don't feel... Like I always have, that's the perfectionist in me. I could always go a step above. I could always mm. do better, but that's just something that I am working on. And, yeah. um, I have come to a point in my life where it's more about acceptance and I'm like, okay, if I don't like it, then I have to change it. So from there, it's just a very slow process. And I, that's just like the practice of yoga. It's lifelong. It's... <laughs> It's continuous. Just when you think you had an amazing breakthrough, everything is okay, everything's going dandy, there's going to be a lot of things. It's testing your limits day by day. Mm. It never stops. And it's really nice because what would be the point of life if everything's just perfect? Yeah. And I love, I love that you're so transparent and you express those vulnerabilities to say like, yo, some days 
are shitty. Some days are challenging. Like you, your practice might be suffering for a couple of days, but at least you're staying consistent and you're also speaking your truth. And that's something I've heard you mention multiple times, the importance of really speaking your truth. And I'm just curious because for me, that's a process that has really escalated like the last couple of years. And I feel like I'm really stepping into my superpower. And I know a lot of people want to do the same. So for someone right now who is just having trouble identifying with their heart, with their soul, with their truth and communicating that, is there a beginning stage that you could suggest that might help? Identifying what my truth was, was via the practice. And the practice can be taking those vinyasa classes or as simple as doing that three-minute meditation. I swear, the meditation is a whole nother level. So if there's anything that you decide to do, set three minutes aside. That could, that's just three minutes. You could do anything for three minutes, for sure. And it changes things. Try it every single day. Yeah. And, and for those of you listening and watching right now, I really encourage you to check out iTunes and Spotify because Naya just released a couple meditations. I think they're both in Spanish and English, right? Yes. One of each. Ooh. Yeah. One in Spanish, one in English. And, um, those are 10 minutes, but I guide you. It has music in the background. So it's, um, it helps for sure. You're listening to it. And it's not a meditation where I continuously speak upon whatever it is, give you quotes. It's more about I give you an exercise and you actually just practice it until Mm. I give you another exercise. And then that's the end. That's your meditation for the 10 minutes or 11 minutes of that um, iTunes, Spotify song. That's so cool. How did that come about? Did someone reach out to you for that? Or is that something that you just took initiative on? I did it. I did a poll on my Instagram. I'm like, who meditates? And there was a lot of people. I can't. It was like 70% of my followers don't meditate. I'm like, I need to change that. And if they're already on my page, then maybe they would listen to the guided meditation. So I just created that to facilitate for those that don't know where to start. And it's a very simple meditation. It's just breath work and it's beautiful breath work. It's amazing. The men, the way we're meant to be breathing. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And we'll definitely link to those in the show notes. And I think a big takeaway from that is just looking within. And so, yeah. o- so often, like for instance, actually on the car ride here, I was nonstop with clients and a speaking engagement from like seven to one. And on the car ride, like it would be instinctive for me to like tune into music or a podcast or something. And I was like, I just need silence right now. Mm-hmm. Like I just need to hear my own breath and hear my own thoughts. And that's something I think we could all infuse a little bit more of into our life is just taking those three minutes. Like, hey, checking in. How am I feeling right now? Yeah. What's working? What's not? What do I need to what do I need to change? I mean, do I, just sit there. Yeah, like you said, in a blink of an eye, we have hundreds of thoughts. We're bombarded. How many times we blink? A lot. <laughs> We're bombarded by thoughts every single time. So if you feel scattered, you're probably a little 
like you feel that way. So take a moment to just pause and realize the sensations, the emotions. There's even an exercise that it's a grounding exercise. The, notice a taste in your mouth, what you hear, what you could touch. And there was something else, but it was smell, it's very, yeah, smell. smell. Yeah. So it's on the senses, what you can see. Mm. And it's the five senses, senses and uh, pay attention. It's a great grounding exercises exercise from there. You could just really just pay attention and prioritize. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love just paying attention to your senses, like being grateful for them. Cause with this yeah. cold, I wasn't able to taste food for like three days. Oh yeah. Your nose. Mm -hmm. And, and I was like, Oh my gosh, like this avocado, I can't even taste it. Like mm -hmm. it was so painful. And on the other side of the spectrum, I was so grateful. I was like, wow, like I'm never going to take an avocado for granted ever again. The nose is so important. And like you said, you were sick, so you're slightly stuffed, sinus. And it's amazing how we take for granted that um, the food is so delicious, but you should smell it first. Mm. Really take in the taste through the nose. And then when you eat it, it enhances the experience. So I'm a foodie. I love it. <laughs> elevate those like, senses. Yeah, elevate the senses. Yeah. Look at all the colors. Yeah, all the colors, everything. You know, put your hands on it. Give not like on the food, but just like above. <laughs> yeah. And send uh, positive vibrations to what you're gonna intake into your body. Mm, I love that. Talk a little bit about the breath, um, because. There's energizing breaths, right, where we're focusing on the inhale and really oxygenating our blood, alkalizing the body. And then there's the more parasympathetic breaths, right, yes. where we're focused on the exhale. So I'd love for you to kind of talk about those a little bit, the difference, and then, and then maybe even like lead us through a small breathwork session. Sure. I would love to do that. So the breath, very important. Starting with the way that we're m m meant to be breathing is um, through the main pathway, through and out the nostrils. So that's your main pathway. After that, you inflate the belly first, rib cage expands, and then your chest. And if you look at any baby, that's the way that they are breathing. It's the way that we are supposed to continue through the life. But, um, and I even find myself doing this many times because I want to look a little slimmer. So I uh, did a reverse breathing. I contract, I expand, excuse me, my rib cage first, contract my abdominal muscles mm. as I inhale. And as I exhale, I contract my abs even more <laughs> and contract my rib cage. You're like trying so to get just, an ab workout. Yeah, so I just stay here. <laughs> and that's for my bikini photos. I'm just like breathing the opposite way. And then when I get home, I'm like, oh, finally. <laughs> no, you, I'm just, just getting in my like car. just like a 10-minute breath hold? <laughs> No, no, but I've been working on, you know, just regular breath. So I just relax my belly and that's it. That's a normal way. Mm. Um, so if you want to hype yourself up, let's say you have a meeting, let's say, or no, because you could be nervous in a meeting. So scratch that. You want to hype yourself up. You're going out. You feel a little sleepy. Okay. Something that to do is maybe cover the left nostril and inhale slowly through the right. So that's an option. Option two is to inhale more than you exhale. So let's say you could just inhale for a count of 10. Let's say I did a 10 and exhale for a count of five. So that could be another exercise. So inhaling more than you exhale. And then to kick into the parasympathetic system, which is more relaxed, more clarity, 
you know, you just feel more at ease. You're out of the fight or flight mode. You don't have to do anything that's too intense that doesn't require so much energy of you. Let's say that interview, you want to have that clarity. You're nervous, you're sweating. Happens to me all the time. Like for this coming here, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to talk a lot. <laughs> and I was kicking into my exhaling longer than I inhale. So I want to take deeper breaths, slower breaths. You could do it that way. So shorter inhale, longer exhale. Another way to do is close the right nostril and inhale solely from the left. To go to sleep, you lay on your right side. Once you lay on the right side, the, nost the right nostril is slightly constricted. So through the left, you're going to inhale and exhale more. And that could help you go mm. to sleep with more ease. I love that. I, that that's really helpful because I think so many people have trouble, including myself sometimes, like winding down after the day. Like my mind is always working. I'm, yeah. like, I'm like a creative and I'm always coming up with ideas and I'm like... Sometimes, like, I'm literally doing this yeah. while I'm in bed for, like, an hour and a half. I'm, like, writing. I'm ideating. Yeah, and I I'm can like, see that. You're, like, Ch -ch -ch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, Mind like, going. Exactly. So, so I love that. Right side. What's the difference between the nostrils? Because I noticed on the sympathetic breathing, on the energizing, we cover the left and we inhale with the right nostril. And then on the other one, it's yes. the opposite. Yeah, so the deal with the nostrils is that from my learnings, the left side is the feminine, it's going to be the moon, it's um, more soft. And I'm sure there's like meridian points and this whole more scientific right. ideal behind this better than I can explain it. But from my understanding, it's left feminine, relaxing energy and uh, more concentration, clarity. The right is on the go, upbeat, masculine energy, fire, sun. Okay, that makes sense. Strong, yeah. That makes sense, okay, cool. I'm writing that down. Because I've done some alternate nostril breathing, but I definitely want to dive deeper with that. Yeah, it also has to do with the brain too. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, I wish I could explain it a little bit better. So see, now I'm going to go home, do my homework, and tell you another day <laughs> well, no you know what we're actually gonna do is after we're done recording yeah we're gonna actually have you explain it again as clearly as you want <laughs> and then we're gonna make that a beautiful piece of micro content so we're gonna literally share that with hundreds of thousands of people and get them breathing more consciously because as humans we take over twenty-five thousand breaths per day and mm. so many of those First of all, we take that shit for granted. Mm -hmm. Like it's our, auto, it's our autonomic nervous system. Like just like our heart beats 100,000 times a day without us having to put any effort into it. Yeah. So our body is such a special gift. Tu cuerpo es un regalo muy, muy grande. Right? Eso sí es verdad. Yes. And, and we can't take these breaths for granted. So it's really powerful how we can literally change our physiology and our state really just through our breath. And, yeah. and, I, and I can't wait to check out one of those meditations. I'm starting tomorrow morning, seriously. Oh, yes. Yes, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> I want to know just because we're a little short on time. Yes. And, oh, man, really? we got to wrap this up soon? Mm -hmm. Anyways, um, <laughs> curious to know. I know you've done a couple rapid fires before. I, I want to make this one special, a little different. 
Okay. okay. So I want to know Naya's biggest pet peeve. Oh, oh, I was just thinking about this the other day. What was it? Um, oh, now I have to come up with a new one. Oh, I'm not good at this. <laughs> the limiting beliefs are coming yes. out. <laughs> Spotlight. My biggest pet peeve is when some when someone says they're going to do something and they don't do it and they mm. don't come th- follow through. It's like That's being it. your word. Yeah. Like, yeah. Especially, yeah. Yeah. And I think that <laughs> happens all the time is people talk, but they don't align those aspirations with their actions. Yeah. And I'm sure I've done that, but it's a pet peeve of mine. So whatever is internal, I externally, you know, do it as, <laughs> no. I am hard about myself with that. So I try to do everything, even if sometimes I don't want to do it, I force myself to do it because I know that I wouldn't like it if someone did it to me. That's why it's my pet peeve. Because if they do it to me, I'd be like, Mm, Real quick, we're doing a terrible job at at, at doing this rapid fire. (laughs) But it it brings up actually during your meditation at the beach cleanup, something that was coming up with me, I was like getting triggered by like a couple people that were actually there in the group. And I was like, why am I getting triggered by them? It's probably a mirror of myself. It is a mirror of myself. So like, Mm -hmm. what is it, what qualities is it in that person or ways of being that is triggering me and how am I part of the problem? Like, what am I doing to exacerbate that? And I think it's really important to know, like, there's me and you, right? And some of the things that are going to trigger us with other people, we're doing ourselves. So, (laughs) so it's like, it's like, we have to really take inventory of ourselves. Like when you, when you think of your pet peeve right now, everyone listening, like think about, okay, my biggest pet peeve is when someone's late. Okay, well, I bet you were late probably in the, at some point in the last week. Mm-hmm. And, and just think about that and sit on that and breathe on that for a moment. Okay, Naya, you are at, it's like you're at your peak like you talked about. You're like Grandma Naya with all your grandkids doing yoga and dancing to J Balvin together. Okay, yeah, okay. I love it. Okay, <laughs> um, but, but Grandma okay. Naya, your life come to an end but it was an amazing life such a powerful existence you impacted so many millions of people you have a dinner table like this a final shabbat dinner and you have three invitations it can't be any of your family um Hmm. i want to know who are you sending (laughs) those invites to dead or alive oh my gosh okay well since he's at the top of my mind yogi bhajan i would love to have a conversation with him um Wow. Dead or alive, you said? I would love to... Oh, gosh. As much as there's a lot going on with this character, but I've always had... Uh, I, I like MJ, Michael Jackson. Okay. I would love... Um, I love his dedication. His, okay, I don't have to explain myself. Next. Um, you don't need to give any <laughs> justification. All right, so you have Yogi Baja. Yogi Baja and Michael Jackson. That's okay. already really interesting. And last but not least... Um, oh, uh, Annie Leibovitz. Who's that? Photographer. Okay. Amazing. That's so crazy. Like you're a pro photographer and like, that's just like one of your things. It's it's wild. And lastly, just because I know we're over time, I want to know what are you excited about, most excited about right now? Because I know you have so much going on. Is there one thing that's like, like every morning or 
at night before you go to bed you're constantly thinking about with excitement? Oh, in the evening, what I think about excitement. You know what? I fall in the evenings. I'm not, I'm just filled with gratitude for an amazing day. So there's nothing that I'm just like, I'm not going to bed with what's tomorrow because I already have a lot on my plate. So I just like see if I could block that off and I just count my blessings. Like mm. what went amazingly great today. And you know, if God forbid I would die, I die in peace. Mm. So what are you most excited about then? <laughs> That's actually ex- the question. <laughs> uh, what am I most excited about? Uh, connection. I'm most excited about opening this new space. I'm most excited about um, finishing up and getting a new certificate and, um, yeah, and my retreats. <laughs> mm, I love it. I'm s- uh, Naya, 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 Naya. I am so grateful that we had this opportunity uh, really in the short time that I've known you and that I followed you, I'm really just blown away by your ways of being and the way you show up every day. Mm. And I think a great representation of that is the words that your friends have and the way that people speak so highly of you is really a representation of your consistent commitment to living your truth and spreading love, spreading joy, just honestly, as you walked in the room, the energy of the room changed. And we all have these electromagnetic frequencies that we carry with us, and yours is so strong. And um, I'm just so grateful for you coming here, sharing your light, sharing your gifts, and I'm here to support you with whatever it is you need. And yeah, I'm I'm just... again, filled with gratitude for this conversation and connection. Same. My, oh, my goodness. I'm sweating. <laughs> yes. Armpit sweat? Yeah. Let's go. Oh, thank you. Wait, that can, was can really we heart- can, can we see It was really heartfelt. Look at that, folks. <laughs> that is some good old-fashioned armpit sweat. No, that was a close-up. <laughs> you guys saw it. Naya Rappaport herself is sweating right now. That's what happens when you come on to the Stand Up to Sitting podcast. So guys, you already know what to do. Oh, Naya, oh my goodness, I almost forgot. Real quick, Yes. where can people find you? You can find me on my social media pages, Instagram, NayitaVP, NayaRappaport.com, Facebook, iTunes, Amazon Music, and Spotify. Yes, yes, and more yes. Guys, if you're not familiar with Naya's work, you need to be right now. We're going to link everything in the show notes, okay? And make sure, follow along with these meditations. They're going to be so powerful for you to really build those healthy habits. And you already know what time it is. It's time to start living your truth and stand up to sitting. Podcast fam, so many of you have reached out inquiring about one-on-one coaching with me, and I am so excited to announce that I'm finally opening up the doors to my new 12-week transformation program, where I'll be working with you to take your energy, heart health, and mental cognition to the next level. So if you are interested in learning more about this program and how we can co-create some magic together, please make sure to visit www.thrivewithjeremy.com. Again, www 
www.thrivewithjeremy.com. I can't wait to connect and take your health to the next level.